Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Life of Olive. I haven't filmed or recorded whatever word you want to say for a long time. So basically, I went away to visit my nan when we could. We weren't in lockdown at this point. And I left my, um, it's not a microphone, but it's like a voice enhancer thing. I'm not really sure what it is, but I left it there. So I haven't done anything since that because I thought that was quite an important thing to have whilst I'm filming, recording, because otherwise it's the shitest quality ever. I mean, it's still not great. I'm not professional at this, so bear with. It might get better as we go on. But yeah, welcome back to my podcast. Um, And this episode is probably one I'm very, very nervous, scared to um, record. But I think it will be really good for myself and for maybe other people listening so who knows we'll go with it i'll record it if i don't like it then it probably won't even end up out there so hopefully it does but let's crack on with it and let's get into the actual podcast without me rambling pure poo at ya okay so before we get in um to the episode and the topic I basically wanted to just come on here and say, like say that I hope everybody's okay. I know we are in a second lockdown. And if you're anything like me, it was a bit of a... I don't know, I felt very upset about it. Obviously, I know it's for the greater good. Everybody um, needs to stick to the rules and follow things because it is a massive... Well, it's a worldwide pandemic live, so it is massive. Um, but... I was a bit like, oh, God, we're going back into a lockdown. But actually, now I've, like, taken myself out of the negativity of it, I feel all right. So I hope everybody's staying safe. I hope you are enjoying the lockdown as much as you can. I know it's hard. I know it's horrible. But we can all get through it. We've done it once before. I'm sure we can do it again. But I just wanted to say three things I've liked doing, like, this week or, like, since the lockdown started. I know it's only been... Well, it's Sunday now, so it was Thursday that it started. Um, and three things that I've been doing is walking. Like, I go for a walk every day. And I think that's just because I can actually then get up and get ready to go out. So I feel like I'm being productive. But then I also sit at home watching Netflix. I'm not even going to lie about it. I love Gilmore Girls on Netflix. It's my jam. Like, that is a bit of me. It reminds me so much of me and my mum. So I live for that. And I also like going for drives. I know not everybody drives, but even if it's just driving to the shop or sometimes driving to McDonald's from McFlurry, <laughs> the essentials in life, um, that is what I enjoy doing. So there are three things that I've been doing. I mean, I know it's hard to find things to do at the minute, but just try and find like three things that you like which can keep you busy and keep you occupied during this really hard time. So that was what I just wanted to come on and say. Hope everybody's safe. Hope you're well. I hope you're coping. And let's get on with this episode. So basically, this episode is going to be about eating disorders. Um, I know that is a very, very broad, wide subject. And I feel like I'm getting emotional about it already. But it's a very personal topic to me. So this episode is probably going to be an emotional one and I'm not going to cry, we're not going to cry about it, but I'm just going to talk a bit about it. I think this topic is hard to 
sometimes put into words, but it's also hard because there is many different eating disorders in the world, the UK, whatever. Many people struggle many different things. So I don't think I can talk about all of the different eating disorders in one episode, so it might have to be split into a few. Um, but I'm not going to lie, I have experience. I know how shit it can be. So this episode is going to be a bit more about my personal journey with it and then um, some figures and statistics about it because I do feel like it's something that's not spoken about a lot and it is hard for people who um, go through it to... They use a very isolating illness and um, I just want to give you some statistics and some like helplines and things like that to just show that there are support out there there's other people so you're not alone I know everybody's story is different and everything's different to different people that's basically the episode um it's going to be more about my experience with it again I'm not doing this for attention at all like I just want to film it and it was a big decision for me to do this to show people you're not alone and to actually make awareness of it because it's something that I think is such a taboo topic and it shouldn't be. So I'm just going to stop rambling because I feel like I need to compose my emotions before we get into it. But that is basically the episode. Um, if you are going to find it triggering or an emotional topic, please, and I actually beg from the bottom of my heart please don't listen to this because I know when I was in the depths of my eating disorder I used to watch videos and listen to things about it and it used to trigger me even more so please don't just think about yourself and put yourself first don't listen to it and listen to something else listen to something that's more cheerful than this so please if it's going to trigger you turn it off now um and if not then let's get on with it Literally, I'm losing the will to live trying to film this because I get to like 12 minutes into the recording and then I'm like, oh no, it's rubbish. So praying that this is the last time, otherwise I might need to go get a gin. Um, Right, so I'm going to start off by explaining um, a bit about me and my eating disorder. Um, I'm not going to go massively into it because I don't think it will be helpful to many people and also because I um very not shy about talking about it I'm not I do think it's a massive thing to talk about um and you should speak up and talk about it but it's still my own journey which I still struggle with today so it is a difficult topic for me to discuss so please bear that in mind and if I am a bit ooh or like keep pausing and starting and that might be why um I'm just trying to keep in all my emotions without crying but let's get in and let me explain a bit about my story my journey with disordered eating and then we can talk a bit about that and how um I got some help so I started having really bad body image around 13, 14, I was always the chubby kid, um, I had the little puppy, I had the puppy fat, and I, I'm very small, I'm very short, so I've always been short, so I've always looked 
probably bigger than what I actually was. Um, and kids are kids. And in primary school and at the beginning of secondary school, I did used to get called some names regarding my weight. Um, and because I'm a very sensitive person, I took them all to heart. And I'm not blaming anybody for my eating because I think I would have struggled with it anyway. But obviously, when you're that young and people are telling you that you look fat or that you're massive, it gets into your head and you will think about it. And I unfortunately did and it was a massive thing um, to me and I wanted to change it. So at first, I was going to change it in a healthy way I started up the gym and I thought I'm going to get so fit people are like oh my fucking god I called her fat once so that's what I did I started the gym bearing in mind I'd always done gymnastics so I still was doing gymnastics whilst I was starting the gym so I started the gym I used to go occasionally um I'm also from a very active family so my dad's um used to be a runner run marathons my mum is into fitness so it was always a big thing in my household so once I said that I wanted to start the gym everybody was so supportive and they used to come with me sometimes um, my dad used to like show me how to use certain machines and all of that so at the beginning it was a positive it was a good thing and I had the mindset of I was going to get fit I was going to get healthy and then my obsession came and I started to get very obsessed with um, either the gym or running and if I hadn't gone that day or I hadn't done a workout I used to literally beat myself up in my head about about it and not going I used to um, torment myself basically and that's when it started to become more of a chore and rather than a hobby and a good thing in my life. So I used to go every day, all day, sometimes twice a day. Um, I used to run, I used to walk, I used to do exercising in my room. Um, so it started to become a health, unhealthy obsession. I then... When I can remember I went to a party, um, it was a family party and um, everybody was saying, oh Liv, you look so good, have you been working out, you've lost a lot of weight and I was like, yeah I have actually, I actually have um, and it felt good, it felt, oh god everybody's complimenting me, it's working but what they didn't know is it was controlling me, so I felt brilliant, everybody was noticing me, my working out was helping, I was getting somewhere. And then, I don't even know how, where or why, I just decided to start to control my food. And um, I used to really restrict my intake of food and count my calories i'm telling you now if anybody has my fitness pal i beg and beg and beg that you get rid of that app it was literally <laughs> the worst thing i could have ever had um but again 
I used it every day and had an obsession with it. But seriously, if you've got it, get rid of it. There's just no point. Um, so, yeah, so I started to count my calories, weigh my food out and become obsessive over it. My exercise got even worse and... Um, as much as the more I'd exercise, the less I'd eat, which I know to some people's crazy. It sounds crazy. Surely the more you exercise, the more you eat. But no, the more I'd exercise, the less I'd eat. Um, and it got to a point where it's it was very very dangerous and unhealthy for me to do. Um, and people started to notice. My mum and dad started to notice. It was a big topic in my house. We had many arguments about it. Um, my sister never really understood it and we had plenty, plenty of rows with each other about it. Um, so it started to affect my whole life as well as my family's life. Um, and it got to the point where I was really struggling at school and I used to have to do like a restricted timetable Um and things like that so my parents eventually thought enough is enough we need to get live some help um so they took me to my local gp and i got referred to cams so if you don't know what cams is it's a adolescent mental health team which they cover everything they don't just cover um eating disorders they cover depression anxiety all all anything think to do with mental health they will see you for um so I went there and it used to be the dread of my week because I knew I'd go I'd have to talk about it and I'd get weighed which I used to weigh myself every day but when somebody else was weighing me it was completely different it used to terrify me so I used to hate going I fucking hated it um don't get me wrong, the people there were very, very nice. I just didn't find it very helpful because they'd show me a food plate and I personally knew my, my food plate and what I should have been taking. I just didn't want to. Um, so I didn't find it very helpful, but I carried on going because obviously that's what was recommended. Um, so I was seeing them for a bit and still really struggling with my eating. Um but then I also developed um, eating and then bringing it back up. So I would make myself sick after meals, which um, I thought, oh, this is good because I can still eat, but I'll bring it back up, which no, 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 no. It's a very dangerous illness and there's just, oh God, it makes me feel ill now. Um so I then got diagnosed with atypical anorexia nervosa because I wasn't actually underweight for my height, but obviously I was restricting my intake and I got diagnosed with bulimia, um, which saying out loud now really is like, oh, um, people are going to know that's a part of me, but I'm just trying to, I just want to help somebody. So, oh, I don't even know. Um, so yeah, I got diagnosed with those and... I then was still going to CAMS. I thought it was shite. Um, so my mum and dad took me out of that and got me a private counsellor, which I was very, very fortunate that my parents could afford it. Um, and I was grateful that that is what I was able to have because it helped me 
a lot. Um, so I had a private counsellor. I saw this lady who, seriously, hands down, the, one of the nicest lady I, ladies I've ever met. So I saw her and um, she was really helpful. She was very to the point, told me exactly what I was doing to myself and exactly how it would plan, plan out. Um, but to me, the harsh reality helped. So um, I got myself back on track for a while and I was all good. So at this point, I think I was probably 17 and I was all right. Um, don't get me wrong, I think once you've got an eating disorder, you always have those thoughts and you it will always be in the back of your mind. Um, but I had it under control. It was no longer controlling me, I had it under control. So then um, I was about 17, 18 and then my parents split and I was fine for a while. My food was fine and the last, in the last year, six months year it spiralled and it went back to rock bottom um which I was aware of and I um asked for help and I um spoke up and realised that before it gets too late live before you get into a really really bad place ask for some help so that is what I did um and personally probably one of the best things I could have done. I was very proud of myself to recognise the fact that I needed some help again. Um, so I, I'm not going to lie. I still um, see somebody. I still see somebody for an eating disorder. But at the moment, it doesn't control me. I'm controlling it. And I feel like I have it under control. So at the moment, it's not affecting my everyday life. But like I said, once you have it, I think it will affect, um, personally, I still have some thoughts about it, but it's not at its peak, so, um, that is literally my story with an eating disorder, I still struggle sometimes with it now, um, I'm not saying I'm cured, I'm not saying I'm recovered, um, but I'm a lot better than what I was, and I can now eat food without having a mental breakdown about it which to me is probably one of the best things that I could do so um that is my like story of my eating disorder I know I didn't go into so much detail about it because it's generally a very difficult topic for me to talk about um so it was just kind of brief but that is how I know that um their shit and it is a very um isolating illness and that is what I wanted to come on and why I wanted to share my experience is because oh god I'm getting emotional it's because I don't want people to suffer alone um I think it's one of those um those mental health illnesses that is a very taboo topic especially bulimia I think bulimia has a um stigma around it that it's shameful and I used to feel ashamed of saying that I was bulimic because it was like oh you make yourself sick that's gross um but it's a mental health illness it is something that um is it's nothing to be ashamed of basically it like you know some people smoke some people drink I can walk down the road smoking and nobody will think twice about it so I don't understand why it's such a 
taboo topic of having an eating disorder or having depression or anxiety or blah 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 um so that's why I just wanted to share my experience with it because I don't want people to think they're alone or um I want to make more awareness of it basically um and I just do you know what if I can help one person or if one person can feel comfortable enough to speak up after listening to this then I'm fine then I feel like I've done something good with my personal story um so yeah um it is a very isolating illness and um it affects everybody um it so there's many different eating disorders and I'm not um I don't I'm not don't have experience in all of them obviously um but it is estimated that in the UK alone, there is 1.25 million people have an eating disorder. Which one that might be, I'm not sure. But that is a lot of people um, to suffer with something. So don't feel like it's just you and you're odd or whatever, because you're not. Um, it is sometimes just a way of control especially for me that's how I control when something's going wrong um eating disorders normally affect women 13 to 17 this is obviously a statistic a true statistic but anybody can get an eating disorder whether you're 50 your name's Bob and you eat a living the dream life with and you're a millionaire, you can still have an eating disorder. It doesn't matter what path of life you come from, your age, your race, um, your sexuality, whatever, anybody can have it. So please, please, when you are um, either speaking about it or um, commenting on somebody's looks, weight, whatever, always think in the back of your mind you do not know what that person's going through. Just because they're a millionaire or they're a famous YouTuber, you don't fucking know. So, like, you just need to be very um, aware of the fact that a lot of people suffer in silence with things and and it can affect anybody. Um, also, whilst I'm on here, I just wanted to give you some helplines because um, if you are not close with a family member or friends or you do not feel comfortable talking to somebody like that then there is a helpline called beat and that is a very very good um website it breaks down all the different types of eating disorders it has um contact numbers and it will give you some information statistics um about all different things and it would also have people's stories on there and if you are in a good mindset to read them I recommend do if you're not and you think it will trigger you I recommend don't um so that is a really good one um, and it will give you a lot of information all about this topic another one is the NHS website they will have information on there I will also link some others um, in the description of this episode because I think it is highly important if I'm creating this episode I need to give helpline and information to go along with it otherwise I wouldn't be very sensible with putting that out there um but like I said, a lot of people um, go through it. It doesn't matter who you are, what you look like, if you're green, blue, whatever. Like, you can always have it. So, um, this was a bit of a 
random episode i know but um it will result into a series so it will result into this is more my story and then next week i might do more based on bulimia and um information on that and then the week after that it might be something else it's going to be a mental health series basically so if you have any questions or queries or you're struggling please my um instagram dms are always open um and i literally talk to anybody like you're my best friend so <laughs> just message me and i'm always there to talk um i hope this hasn't upset or offended anybody or if it started to trigger you you've turned it off at the correct moment in time um like i said this isn't for attention this isn't for people to feel sorry for me because if i'm completely honest I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't need pity because I pity myself sometimes. No, I'm joking. Um, I don't want people to, you know, look at me differently now that I've posted this or they might know that I have something. It is just part of me and I am so used to having it as part of my everyday life. So I don't need pity or um, it's definitely not for attention. It is genuinely just because... I want to make awareness of this topic and what people go through. Um, so I hope you enjoyed. Is that the correct word? I'm not sure. Um, or found this um, podcast episode helpful. Um, and if you have any questions or whatever what you want me to include in the next episode, please um, DM me, message me, or whatever. I might do next week. She doesn't know it yet, but I might ask my mum or my sister to do the episode with me so I can have their point of view of how it is to um cope with or deal with somebody in your household that you are close with who has a problem with food. So that was probably gonna be next episode. Um and like I said, thank you for listening. I hope this was okay it wasn't too rambly um I did feel really emotional about it so it's probably not as joyful as like my other ones may be in the future um but thank you for listening if you've got to the very end because it's been a long time um and again thank you for listening to my podcast Life with Olive I hope everybody is staying safe and well in this time and I look forward to creating my podcast next week and thank you for listening. Bye.